0: All right, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So hit subscribe on the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications of new videos when they're released, and comment down below and upvote the video itself. We'd appreciate it very much. Ole Miss dropped a game against Missouri, kind of a broken record at this point, Tim, Um, and Missouri shot over 50% from three. Matthew Morrell did not play in this game, but somehow Ole Miss was able to score the ball. They had 77 points. But like always, when you look at those little scoring charts that ESPN does, you just always see that straight line for about five or six minutes in any game. And that again was Ole Miss's undoing last night, I think.
1: Yeah, Morrell was out. He had a hurt knee from the game at Arkansas. I think they said it was a game decision last night, so hopefully he'll play this coming Saturday when they go to Stillwater and play Oklahoma State. But, yeah, uh, several guys stepped up. They knew they had had to. Uh, uh, Several guys, uh, Ruffin had, uh, I think, 18. Uh, Brakefield had 15. brakefield has been playing really well. And uh, Fagan came in and got 12. So it makes a bit of difference when someone like that's out, so everybody kind of steps up. But they did. They got 77 points, which was plenty of enough points. To win, but the game plan was an issue. I don't know who he has doing the game plan. I guess he swaps it around with his assistant coaches. and They come in and say this is the best way to win. Uh, they were wrong. Uh, they, they were playing defense and letting them have the threes. And the issue is, Stephen, they never stopped the game plan and changed it. To stop the three, they were hitting threes one after another. I guess they said, well, maybe they'll stop the second half. They won't hit the threes. Nobody can shoot that good. But from three, they shot 53%, I believe, uh, 16 for 30, which is, you know, rather good. And the miss plate, you know, they did pretty good. I think we hit 10 of them, but uh, it was a good night. The rims were, were nice tonight, but uh, we just couldn't score enough to keep up with our high-paced pace offense. I have several good kids at Kobe Brown inside. He always say stuff. He, he's from around here in the uh, Huntsville, right here near me. Huntsville, Alabama, Kobe Brown, him and his brother, uh, Caleb, really good players. I think they played at Lee high school here nearby. Really good. Uh, he'll be a pro. He'll probably be all SEC. He sees the floor. He shoots the three, hit a couple threes. And then he also uh, dishes off really well for the three. They, they're a good team. They were coached really well by the Gates guy. But we, we just didn't come together. Uh, I listened to the post game with Kermit. He didn't have a lot of answers. Uh, they just uh, they scored enough, but their defense game plan uh, was not appropriate for Missouri last night because they hit 16 out of 33s. Yeah,
0: that, that's absolutely insane. I'm pretty sure. Now I I'm in my mid 40s and everything, and I would put myself as a pretty good basketball player back in the day, but right now I could probably make 50 percent of my free throws. There's no way that I would probably be above 50% of my free throws at the moment. To see somebody go over 50% from outside the arc, that, that that's insane. Yeah, uh, it, it's hard to
1: really know what's going on with Kermit now. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I try to stay on his side. I'm trying to be a team player, you know, but it's, it's really hard. I saw a stat yesterday that uh, Ole Miss basketball in the pavilion hasn't won an SEC game for one whole year. You know, it's really hard to understand. And, and we've talked about this. Uh, they have uh, six guys that will be leaving uh, after this year, the McKinnis Burns, Akuba, Fagan, Allen, and Mbala. And, and really, really, none of those guys, you know, really score. So ever who, if it's Kermit, if he stays, I'm not sure. Uh, one other thing, I heard the uh, Keith Carter uh, conversation with uh, Ben Garrett, um, and he, he said he likes to wait to the end of the year to do anything. He don't like to do anything during the year unless it's some kind of discipline or some kind of – something like, that. I understand that. Wait to the end of the year, he does all his coaches like that. So I understand that Keith has a good point. But what I was saying is, you know, we got we got these six guys that they're all defensive type players and other poor guys may leave. So everyone who comes – they're going to have to come back with some – Players next year. And I think me and you talked a little bit during the week. We got several guys coming in uh, that could really uh, be good. Uh, Josh Hubbard, uh, he's a high scoring guard who plays uh, with explosiveness and confidence. He's scored over 4,000 points so far in his high school career. He's from Madison, Mississippi. He's a 5'11 guard, uh, number one player in Mississippi. I know I'm a little ahead of that. I got a little ahead there. (laughs) Hope for the future. Sorry about that. Uh, Rashad Marshall, uh, uh, bruising, I read this, bruising post player with huge hands and a uh, go-to move over shoulder. Gritty, tough guy inside. He's 6'9", number one player in Arkansas. So he's he's done some good recruiting. Another guy, Jordan Burks, he's from here in Decatur, Alabama. He actually uh, moved uh, out to California to Academy. Now he's in the, at Hillcrest Prep in Arizona. kind of makes you wonder about some of these guys that's always moving around. But mm. uh, I won't say no more about that. A lot of uh, upside perimeter uh, skills. Uh, uh, he got a smooth stroke. He's 6'9". And then Jacob Gazzo, I don't know if you heard about him. This is interesting. Uh, he goes to Briarcrest Christian in Macomb, Mississippi, uh, he was going up for a dunk in a game and fell back on his back, and he was paralyzed for several months. Uh, he finally came back and now he's playing again. But that, that's the, they still got him on scholarship and for Kermit, on one of his interviews, he's, he's he's doing well. So he's a six six eight forward. So there's help on the way. Uh, I don't know if it'll be for Kermit. I think you got to go out to the portal and you got to come up with some uh, high scoring. Non stop scoring, score from every area, three point shooters to win in the SEC.
0: Well, now that leads to an interesting question because if you're talking about scores, my question is how do we know these guys with a, another head coach, if that happens, are not scores? Because you've got Austin Crowley averaging nearly 18 down at USM, you've got um, Jarkel Joyner averaging like 17 and a half at NC State. You've got K.J. Buffett and Luis Rodriguez both doing really well. I'm beginning – they weren't scoring here. They're scoring there. What's what's the problem? What's the disconnect?
1: I'm not sure because uh, they're all, as you just said, they're all doing well. And when they came in, they were automatic scorers. So something between them and Kermit uh, didn't work well. I don't go deep into that because it, it's none of my business. And I really don't know – I just know we'd have this many guys, and I saw the same list you did. Those guys are doing well where they're at, and they're scoring many points. So it seems like they, these scores come in, but whatever happens with Kermit, I know he loves to take them out. I mean, if they if a defensive uh, snafu, if they do something wrong or don't block out, or they let somebody, and you know, I understand that issue of, of you know for your team defensive minded, yeah. But if you got a prolific scorer that can score, 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 he can make up uh, for his defensive issues. You know, like Ruffa, you know, he can last night he finally got hot. He had several threes, which is good to see. But uh, I think that may be part of it. Cause if you, if you always got in the back of your mind, if I make one little error here, I'm going to get jerked out. If I do this or do that, or if I make one bad shot, or if I do one shot, if I make one shot that Kerma's not, uh, don't like, or we don't run, don't pass it enough. And, that could be an issue. I don't know, but evidently something has happened, like Jarko Joyner, I was say he should be the mayor of Oxford. Great kid. I met him at an alumni meeting, and uh, I'm not sure what happened. Uh, it's not good that, that these kids are going off and scoring all these great points and leading their teams in offense. And we, we stuck here with uh, Matthew Morrell averaging 14, and no one else is even averaging over 10 points a game and Morrell was out. Uh, and so it it is what it is. As you say, uh, right now we got to just play this game out and, and see what happens at the end of the year.
0: Yeah, it, it should be pretty interesting. Um, with Oklahoma State coming up on Saturday, do you know anything about the Cowboys? Not really. I just know they're in the Big 12. I, I should have looked more about that,
1: but I didn't. But I know they'll be good. they They play there with Texas and Oklahomas and – and if they play with those guys, you know, we got beat by Oklahoma in that uh, one tournament. So I know they'll be good. I'm not sure. But if we get Burrell back and and get some semblance of uh, confidence and we could get uh, everybody playing together and maybe they'll start fighting for Kermit. If there is such a thing, if they want to, if they want to fight for their coach, because it's getting, it's getting apparent. You know, it's starting to get on the talk shows and social media about, you know, Kermit's job. And it, it's definitely something that they're aware of. Uh, and and some of these guys is you know are looking to go somewhere else. I mean, you just go ahead and put it out there. Someone may have more nil money for Ruffin or or for one of these other guys. So th- it, that's out there too. So it's a it's going to be a strange inning of this year. Some people like you, Stephen, probably ready for it to be over with and bring on baseball. I love basketball, but it, it's hard for me to watch. It's hard for me to see uh, this team continuously. Uh, they have spurts of. Good play. They have spurts of playing well, and the guys inside slap a ball the well, and they they dunk. Miles Burns has some great, wonderful dunks he, here lately. He's had so much it's just unbelievable. ESPN type dunks. But after they dunk, they get that on the end of the court and they 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 do their muscles and whatever, and they spend half the time, you know, celebrating and, and proud of herself. Then the other team's already hit two threes before before they get to celebrate. So there's an issue with me. I don't like all that. It. You got to play like you've done it before. You know, you can't yeah. be celebrating every, every little three you hit or every dunk you make if it's the first one you've ever done, you know. But uh, that's my point of view.
0: All right. Moving forward, the immediate future, what does Ole Miss need to do just c- to kind of start to turn this around?
1: Morrell has to come back. Ruffin has to be shooting well they they have for them to win any at all the rest of the year i, I you know really maybe half the games if they're lucky and the ones at home are the only ones you are going to be able to win if they're playing like they are now that's going to be really hard to win away from home it just that is what it is but maybe when a few at, at home And maybe spry somebody on that Tuesday. They're definitely going to play on Tuesday unless something happens really quick. And that's that's a hard road to hold there. When you play on Tuesday, you got to play four games to win the whole thing to be able to go to NCAA. And that's what Keith Carter said. If you don't go to the NCAA tournament, you're not going to make it. So Kermit's got that looking at him straight in the face, and uh, it's going to be hard for him to do.
0: All right. Thanks again for making the Locked On on this podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. It has everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Tim, thank you so much for joining us. We'll check back in next week. Hopefully this basketball team can... Turn it around a little bit, um, but if not, we we will still have plenty of stuff to talk about, man.
1: Yeah, I would hope so. I'm, I'm looking forward to them going to OK State and maybe you know upsetting them. I mean maybe they'll take us lightly. They look at our record. Maybe we'll upset them and come home. And you know, if we could get Kentucky, a lot of people forget about some of the other losses. If you could win, if you could beat Kentucky at home. I think we have a good crowd, regardless, because a lot, lot of people like to watch Kentucky. So if we can get a win there, I'm trying to be optimistic, Stephen. Trying to be optimistic. But if we don't, it's it's going into cellar. And uh, I wish Kermit well. We'll see what happens.
0: All right, Bud. See you next week, man. God bless. See you.